Welcome to Outside by Design, the podcast about the business side of creativity in the outdoor industry. I talk to some of our industry's finest leaders, entrepreneurs, freelancers, and creatives about crafting a life and a career based upon being outside. Hi, everyone. Welcome to season four of Outside by Design. This is Lisa, and guess what? Because Iris, who works at Wheelie, is the one that schedules all the podcasts, and she's just a badass. I'm making Iris get on the podcast this season. Hi. That's me. That's Iris. (laughs) So, Lisa, it's been a while since our last season of podcasting. It has been a while. Our last podcast was right before the holidays started, Mm -hmm. right? Oh my gosh, so much has been going on. First of all, we are doing a remodel on our new office and construction and everything, and it's just been horrible. So it's a little echoey. That's because our walls are unfinished. (laughs) Yeah, Iris and I are sitting sitting in an unfinished office surrounded by tools and saws and a fire extinguisher. And a lot of dust. Not a lot of furniture. No furniture, a lot of dust. Um, And what else? We've been doing the remodel. A lot of our crew traveled down to Denver for outdoor retailer, and that went really well. We filmed a Super Bowl commercial. We did. So that was awesome. Maybe in the show notes, we'll include a link to our Super Bowl commercial. Iris, tell, tell everybody about some of the changes we're doing. Um, this season, we're going to have a theme every month centered around a word. So we're going to have our guests kind of talk about that word and what it means to them. And so each month uh, we'll have a new one and we'll get some different perspectives on what that word means to each one of our guests. So February, the word of the month is initiative. <laughs> mm-hmm. And by definition, initiative is the power or opportunity to act or take charge before others do. So that's going to be our word of the month that we center um, our podcast episodes around, and uh, we'll see what, what initiative means to a few different people. All right, so who do we have on our show this week? Okay, so this, on the topic of initiative, and to kick off, season four strong, we have the one and only badass, Michaela Gatto, on the podcast today. Do you know who Michaela Gatto is? Yes. We're so excited. She's a mountain biker and artist. Yeah. And she started the Phenomenon for the Girls. I don't know if you remember that video. Um, And she's just a badass in general. So I really like Michaela Gatto, and I think she's my secret long-lost best friend. Yeah, everyone that is going to listen to this will want to be her friend for sure. She's awesome. She's really nice. (laughs) You guys, it's so nice when somebody that you follow on Instagram is as cool as they seem on Instagram. Yeah. In this episode, Michaela talks about, well, she talks about initiative and a story in her life where um, she took initiative. um, And so she put herself out there kind of for the first time to try to pursue her dreams and end up working out. It's a pretty good story of initiative. She also talks about some common problems that creatives run into, like not feeling done with your work or having trouble when you're an artist doing commercial work. It's hard to set time aside to do personal work. I feel like basically anyone who who is creative can relate to that.
Well, thank you so much for being here today. And uh, the first question I always ask everybody is to describe where they are and um, like where they are in the world and what they're looking at. So where are you at? Oh, I'm, let me just open my blinds here. Ah, there we go. I am currently sitting in my studio, uh, home studio in Squamish, BC, staring at some beautiful mountains with some fresh snow on the top of them. I have a, I have a pretty nice view from my little window here. So, uh, yeah, I feel pretty lucky. I just moved here in November, so it's, uh, even though I grew up in Vancouver, it's, it's still a, a shock and kind of a goal, dream come true um, to be here. So, yeah. And I know you are an incredibly badass mountain biker. Are you an equally badass skier, do you think? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, well, I snowboard and I would say I'm an intermediate to advanced snowboarder. Um, nowhere near professional. And as far as skiing goes, I've skied like maybe four times and I'm, I'm okay. I can get down like a blue run, uh, but I can't use poles. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've skied a couple times and I'd love to get more into it, but, uh, nope, no, definitely not. My skiing is very subpar. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I uh, I was just up in Revelstoke and I saw so many uh, women with the For the Girls sticker oh, that's cruising awesome. around. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. Sweet. Is it yeah. has it transcended mountain biking? Is it on like skis and stuff? Yeah, I kept seeing it on ski helmets, like on at the ski resort. Sweet. Yeah, I still get messages of people asking where they can purchase stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. That's good to hear. I li- I like that. Yeah. It's, it seemed to have a positive effect on a lot of people and that's kind of, that was the goal. So. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, for our podcast listeners, we are referencing the video parody you made called for the girls. Do you want to talk about that? And also the topic of the month for us at Wheelie is initiative. And I feel like that ties in really well to like, no one made you make this revolutionary video. You just kind of (laughs) did it right. Like how, how'd that go? Yeah. Um, so first of all, I guess for the girls, uh, itself was just it, well, it is, um, if you look at the lyrics, uh, kind of a chronological recording of my experiences as a female athlete, uh, in the mountain bike industry. Uh, and even before I started racing. So the first verse is all about being a kid and it's like, I remember buying my first bike with my allowances. That's like the first line of the song. And um, growing up with an older brother, going to school, hitting puberty, starting to race, get more into mountain biking, and then kind of being hit with the um, what the industry was doing at the time and kind of what the world was doing at the time, the mindset of like objectifying women to sell products and and the pressure I felt to kind of like the more skin I showed and the the hotter I was, maybe the more I'd get paid and the more sponsors and attention I would get. And, uh, just my conflicts with that and kind of like, why can't I just ride my bike and be paid to do that? The guys do that. Um, and then moving forward into modern day and how, you know, her last whip just went viral and, um, 
how the girls are getting way more recognition for their skills and how I've seen like a huge positive change and a big shift in the industry over my career. And um, yeah, and then there's all that funny kind of sit down bro, just sort of uh, saying that as women, we're, we're just as prominent in the industry and we can shred too kind of thing. And like, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was really fun to make and it was really scary to put it all out there like that, but it was conversations that I'd been having with a lot of females in the industry and in other cycling or not other cycling, well, cycling disciplines, but other, uh, sports backgrounds. Um, and I just felt like it was a good opportunity to be able to voice some of those opinions and kind of speak for a lot of women, I think, that were feeling uh, feeling these things as well. Yeah. Did you think of this whole thing yourself where you were like, hey, I have an idea. Let me find a filmmaker. Uh, no. So I got uh, selected to be in Dirt Diaries. Uh, which is a video competition held at Crankworks. Um, and they chose six athletes to be, you know, in the running for this, to make a video and compete against each other. And I was the only girl out of the six. Um, so I thought, okay, since I'm the only girl, I felt this automatic pressure of like, all right, I need to do something that's going to represent. And like, I want to, I want to make, like all the girls proud sort of thing. And, um, for me, just so my own opinions, like I don't really enjoy watching shred it, um, as I call them of people just, you know, shredding their bike, mountain biking. Cause like you see tons of, we're like inundated with that all day long of like berm slash slow motion drift going off a drop. And then like, as inspiring as it is to watch girls do that, it's like, all right, I'm being put up against these guys that are way better riders than me, some of them, and I want to I want to say something more than just like this is day in the life sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. um I wanted and I knew I wanted it to be funny um because I like funny stuff and yeah, I kind of just wanted to make something that I would enjoy watching. So, I hit up IFHT um because I'd worked with them before, Matt Dennison and Jason Lucas and that whole team. And uh, they originally said no because <laughs> they'd already competed in Dirt Diaries a few times. They'd been judges. They'd they'd kind of been through that whole thing. And to them, it wasn't like it's – not, it's not like a lucrative thing. It's a good thing for filmers who want to get recognized, but it's not like it doesn't pay, you know, the big bucks. Um, so I begged them and then – Finally came back to me and said, okay, yeah, I think we can do something. Because I said I wanted it to be funny. I said I wanted it to be something with women. And they were like, all right, all right, okay. Why don't we do like an all girls, something with all girls? And I automatically was like scared because I'd seen like a lot of women's only stuff and like women's only camps and things like that. And they were all very uh, like not really my style. Mm-hmm. a bit over the top a bit too like you go girl yeah like wearing pink tutus and things mm-hmm. and so I was a bit nervous I was like oh, I don't know and then I realized that it was the perfect platform to like go ahead and do something that I was in complete control of and didn't really have like like I could fulfill my vision of what I thought a women's only kind of like video or something should look like um 
yeah, and then we decided it should be a music video because I love music and and uh, yeah, it was a team effort for sure from IFHT and me and everybody involved. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it came about, I guess. Yeah, that made big waves. And I live in <laughs> I live in Whitefish, Montana, and uh, I mean, I think like, people were sharing that video like crazy. Both. Genres. Yeah, it's yeah. it's got like over a million views now. I think. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool, and I think <clears throat> I think it was also very much like right place, right time, because it was a good platform. There was a lot of people at Crankworks. There was a lot of initial viewership. Um, had it, like it was it was cool because it was like a video premiere, so it came out with a bang, and then the whole Me Too movement was going on at the same time, and there was just like this huge surge of feminism and and kind of taking initiative. <laughs> as women and uh I think it just spoke to that it was just kind of like a happy mistake that all that that kind of stuff in in general society was happening at the same time uh that the movie came uh, the movie the video came out yeah yeah that was sweet and I think like one of my favorite things about you and kind of your style is that you are able to address heavier topics through a lens of humor or just honesty. And I think that's a really powerful thing that you bring to the bike industry. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like something that I'm hyper aware of because I've seen women, I've seen women before try and talk about these issues and have them be received by the industry and men and women um, as kind of whiny or complainy or uh, bitchy. Um, and that's not something that I ever want people to think I'm doing or like, so when you add humor into it and you can kind of laugh at yourself and laugh at like, come on, are you guys serious? Like, is this actually happening right now? Are we still doing this in mm -hmm. 2017 or whatever year? Yeah, 2017, I think. Um, it kind of makes people be able to be like, oh yeah, wow, that is pretty, uh, that's, yeah, we should probably change that. Um, instead of, you know, coming from a place of attack or a place of defense or, um, a place of insecurity, it kind of just allows everybody to have a laugh and at the absurdity of it all, it's kind of pointing out how silly the whole thing is and, uh, yeah, being able to laugh at, at ourselves and, you know, the fact that there are still these problems in the industry that are still going on. And that's kind of funny to me. <laughs> Say, Lisa. Yes, Iris? Some people have bad websites. That's true. Some people have websites that were built when the internet was first invented. Before I was born. I was, no, I was alive. Iris was. So if you have a website that's from before I was born, then that you could build it yourself. Yeah, I heard there are really easy website builders where you kind of go online and drag and drop and build a beautiful website all by yourself. Or if you're a busy business owner and you actually want your website to look good. Yeah, conversions, making money, or if you need good photography or video for your header video to make it stand out. Quippy little calls to action we call those CTAs, and we like to drop them. You can hire Wheelie to redo your website for you. What's Wheelie? I heard that it's 
a creative agency full of amazing, smart human beings who actually thrive outside and know your brand really well. I'd have to agree with that. Wait, Lisa, isn't this your company? Yes, it is, Iris, but I'm paying you to edit the podcast so everyone gets to hear about me. Wonderful. So if you need a website, you should visit wewecreative.com. Or you can call us at 406-862-1440. Use promo code PODCAST and nothing will happen. <laughs> but don't make me laugh. So thanks. Wheeliecreative.com. See you soon. And now it's time for commentary with Iris. <laughs> Iris, give the people what they want. Okay. Um, I thought what Michaela said um, about her process with Fertile Girls was really interesting. She said um, that she started to become a professional mountain biker, that she felt the more skin she showed, the harder she was, and like the more attention she would get, and how that's not a problem that men have in the industry. She said, why can't I just ride my bike? Um, and I thought this was interesting uh, REI found in a study in 2017 that 60% of women think that men are taken more seriously than women in the outdoors, um, especially as athletes and outdoor pursuits. Um, so this still hasn't gone away. Um, and a big problem in the outdoor industry and in sports in general is companies hiring uh, like models to show off their, their women's lines, but they hire like male athletes to show off their men's lines instead of hiring female athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is not cool. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that if you work at a brand or do any type of photography or anything like that, um, we can be more careful of. Yeah, you showing get after it. Showing actual human beings getting after it, showing people of color, showing diverse sizes and ages of human beings mm-hmm. because um, that's how we're going to work toward making a more inclusive outdoor industry. Yeah. Okay. Back to Michaela. <laughs> and then after for the girls, um, I remember watching your movie with the mountain biking and all your artwork. Was that called intersection? Yep. Yeah. Intersection. See, you're doing all these awesome things. So how, like, <laughs> how, like, how do you do that? Like, what, kind of, like, on the topic of initiative, um, like, what makes you kind of like have this need to ride your bike and need to create, and how do those things play together for you? Um. Well, let me tell you a little story. Um. <laughs> uh. So, I was not always like this. Uh, definitely not. I was always, you know, interested in riding and wanting to push my own personal boundary boundaries and stuff. But as soon as, but as, as far as like taking initiative, um, to creating things and kind of, uh, one of my favorite quotes, create what you want to be a part of, uh, that didn't happen until, um, I would say January, uh, 2017. So that was before Furta Girls came out and before Intersection came out and everything. Um, so before that, I was kind of living f- in this place of, um, I don't know how you describe it, but kind of like I was waiting for things to happen to me. So I was putting in the work, I was racing my bike, I was 
doing everything I could to be the best I possibly could be and would get really disappointed when, you know, opportunities wouldn't come to me and it was still hard to get sponsors and I'd see, I'd see girls that weren't as fast as me getting like a better shoe sponsor than me. And I'd be like, why didn't I get that? I'm sitting here with all these results. Why aren't people knocking on my door asking me to be in movies? (laughs) Like it was a very, like, I just didn't get it. Like I was like, what am I doing wrong? I'm, I got a world cup podium. I'm national champion. What, 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 what am I supposed to do? So then uh, it was only until I got dropped from uh, a team for the second time in my career that I actually started to realize that, oh, hey, maybe I should uh, go out and start trying to create these things myself. And as soon as I did that, as soon as I started, you know, taking initiative in my own life and investing my own money into myself, uh, people started paying attention and I started seeing success. Um, so for me, like losing that sponsorship, it was either, I had two choices. I was either going to cry and feel sorry for myself and say, screw the industry. I've done everything and not gotten what I feel I deserve and, you know, kind of moved on and gotten a desk job somewhere or who knows what, or I could have, or I could make like one last push and I had a little bit of money saved up and I was, I told myself, I was like, all right. This is the last time I'm going to try and make some money and make a career out of biking. And if it doesn't work, then at least I know that I've tried everything. So I bought a ticket to New Zealand. I went to Crankworks Rotorua. I sent out emails to everybody I knew, Pink Bike, Crankworks, um, Oakley, like all of my sponsors that I did still have. And I literally just said like, hey, I'm going to New Zealand for Rotorua and was wondering if there's anything I could do for you guys. And um, that led to me managing Pink Bike social media accounts at the Crankworks World Tours. Uh, Crankworks themselves wanted me to do their Facebook Lives. And then that kind of just snowballed. And then I got invited to Dirt Diaries. And that's when I did For the Girls. And then it kind of just like got bigger and bigger and bigger because like when people see you taking initiative and see you investing in yourself, I think that gains a lot of respect and puts you kind of in a role of authority uh, in your own life and, and in the industry. Yeah. And like, did you go through a lot of rejection and a lot of no's before you started hearing some yeses? Yeah, for sure. So New Zealand, actually, yeah, New Zealand, Rotorua, Crankworks. I did the Facebook live for Crankworks and they put me up in a place. No, actually, that's a lie. I stayed at, I stayed with a friend. I stayed with a friend because I couldn't afford a hotel. And then Crankworks said, oh, you were awesome. We loved it. We got really good feedback, but we can't afford to pay you to go to the next two rounds. And I was like, damn it. Okay. Uh, so then I contacted Pinkbike. And then Pinkbike was like, well, we can't pay you, but we'll fly you out and give you a place to stay if you'll do all of our social media. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll take anything at this point. (laughs) So I I did that and that went pretty well. And then I think I did it again at Crankworx Whistler. And then they actually paid me at Crankworx Whistler. And then 
Um, yeah, and then that fall, Intersection came out, and then Crankworks um, actually came back to me and said, hey, we have a job opening as the uh, official like field reporter for the Crankworks World Tour for live broadcasting. We think you're great. We love your personality. Would you like the job? And I knew absolutely still don't know that much about broadcasting or live TV or interviewing. Um, but I said yes, and I was terrified. But um, yeah, so it was kind of like a up and down kind of way. And that was just that was just 2017. That, that, that doesn't include all of the rest of my life prior to that. Totally. Uh, which definitely was full of ups and downs for sure. Right. And I think like the artist side of your brain is so passionate and invested in what you're doing. And, you know, it's hard not to take no's personally. And I think like that's something we work a lot on with our team at Wheelie is like you might get a lot of no's but you're going to get some yeses. For sure. And the biggest thing that I learned is like, you are never going to get a yes if you never ask. And it's like, if you just sit there and hope things will come to you, you're never going to get a no or a yes. But if you go out there and put yourself out there and ask for things and, and deliver yourself to these people instead of waiting for them to come to you, the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no, and you're going to be in the same place you were before. You're not going to go down. You're going to stay at the same level until somebody says yes, and then you're going to go up. So it's like sitting around is is just being stagnant in growth, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not and definitely learning not to take it too personally. I mean, I've I've had a lot of a lot of tears shed over lost sponsorships and people saying no to me and taking it personally because I'm I'm pretty sensitive <laughs> and like I feel like sometimes with sponsors like I feel uh it's like a relationship and it's like these are my friends these people care about me and like they are honestly personally invested in my career and it's like yeah it's a business and if you aren't delivering numbers you're going to get cut and you just got to kind of know that that's that's the industry it's a bit cutthroat but it's not a reflection of your you know personal integrity i guess totally totally and it doesn't even mean you're doing anything wrong like the business could maybe have just tanked that year and they need to cut 50 riders or something or your direction of creating videos where you're biking through your artwork is completely not what the brand wants to reflect so it's like doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong or bad unless you are and then if you are you need to check yourself but usually it's it's just that's just business yeah exactly Exactly. And the first time I saw Intersection, I was like, holy shit, she's biking through her artwork. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's so badass. How'd you come up with that? Um, so one of my really good friends and my manager at the time, so Intersection actually, even though it got released, uh, I think November, official release date was like Banff Film Festival, November. Um a few months after for the girls, which was in August, I had actually filmed intersection the previous October. So intersection was filmed, uh, way before for the girls. Wow. Yeah. And it took me a long time to figure out how to draw efficiently and properly to fit. <laughs> um, 
yeah, the release date kept getting pushed back a little bit just from animation issues and things like that. So yeah, so so Lacey Kemp is one of my good friends and was my manager at the time. And she was like always, always my biggest cheerleader as far as like me owning my skills and being proud of my art and kind of doing this. She's like, you're super unique. This is awesome. Your art is amazing. How do we like, how do we show the world who you are? Because like, you're awesome. And I don't feel like you're showing anybody you know, who, you know, what really makes you, you. And I was like, uh, I don't know. We could, we could bike with my art. And she's like, or we could bike through your art. And I was like, I'm like, wait, what, but how? And then, uh, she, (laughs) she contacted Red Bull and they were like, yeah, this is a great idea. And she, she actually did all the logistics. She found, um, was it Juicy Studios who animated the whole thing? And uh, yeah, we just made it happen. So definitely a lot of encouragement from Lacey. It was as much her vision as it was mine. That's cool. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. And just seeing how well it was received and it won um, Best Mountain Sport Film at Banff Mountain Film Festival. And then it went on the world tour and stuff like that. And that was like a huge encouragement to me that like, wow, maybe I am worth something, you know, (laughs) maybe people do like me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was incredible. I was blown away the first time I saw that. And every time actually. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good ego boost. (laughs) Thanks. I look at it and I mean, I'm never satisfied with anything I make, like truly satisfied. Um, I'm really happy we did it, but I'm, I just look at it, especially with my art. I look at it and I'm like, oh man, could have done this, could have done this. We should have, I shouldn't have picked like this, like area, this trail to ride in. It's too gray. And like, you can pick it apart forever, but I would love to redo it and make it even better and, and crazier. Um, I just need to get the funding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure you will. Yeah. Hey, Iris, do you ever feel too lazy to walk around town and go to stores and look at new things and buy them? All the time. Would you like it if you heard a knock on your door and you just opened it and there's a box full of all kinds of things that you didn't know you needed? I love when strangers knock on my door. (laughs) Well, perfect, because I know of a creative agency where you can get everything you didn't know your brand needed all in one place. All in one place? Which creative agency is that? It's called Wheelie, and it's a creative agency for people who thrive outside. You can find them online at wheeliecreative.com. You'll see all kinds of services ranging from digital strategy to video production to logos and branding to managing your athlete team. And you can get it all in one place. Delivered to your doorstep? I don't know, but we do have an office in downtown Whitefish, so you, it's kind of like a giant cardboard box right now with all the construction anyway. Fake walls, but real strategy. WheelieCreative.com. Under construction, but everyone's still working here. Um, I thought what Michaela said about um, creating her own opportunities for herself was a great story of initiative to kick off our first initiative podcast, um, talking about how once she started 
um, advocating for herself, people started paying attention and it kind of snowballed into success. I think a lot of people in this industry have a similar story like that. I agree. And we run into a lot of business owners or brand managers who are like launching a business or launching a new product line and waiting for it to be fully perfect. And then kind of just like incorrectly assuming that it's like Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Like that's not a real thing. Um, But it's like if you get out there and try over and over and over and over again, maybe you'll get some traction. Yeah. I think with artists, people care so much about the work that they're doing and they put so much passion and thought into what they're doing and that's what pushes the work to be great. However, um, it can also really hinder your progress as a as a professional if you're not willing to do your best, even if your best isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Back to the shift. Back to Michaela. What uh, what current projects do you have that, that are coming up that you're stoked on? Um, well, I have in front of me right now, I am starting a journal series. It's actually intersection in a zine. So you know what a zine is? Yeah. They're like those little magazines that you don't pay for and they're made out of like glorified newspaper. Um, yeah. Hoping to make a bunch of those this year. Uh, once a month, actually, have one released with Diamondback. Oh, nice. And, um, yeah, it's just going to incorporate photos, drawings, quotes, journal entries, little snippets of uh, trips and experiences that I have throughout the year. Um, so I'm really excited about that because it, it's it's integrating my art back into my work, uh, my writing work, which always feels good to me. It's nice to be able to you know, combine everything rather than keep everything separate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I've got a couple video projects and I'm announcing for Crankworks again. So I'm going to New Zealand in six days, which will be exciting. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It should be good. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm guiding, uh, well, guest guiding in Peru this fall, uh, with Haku Expeditions. So there's there's ten spots that people can sign up for uh, to come and ride in Peru, and uh, my best guy friend Jeff Gulovich does it every year, and where our times are actually going to overlap. So there's going to be me and Jeff guiding this mega train through Peru. So yeah, I'm really excited about that too because it gives people the opportunity to come on an adventure with me as well, and yeah, I love that. I'm sure you'll be an outrageously funny tour guide. <laughs> Hopefully. I try. Yeah. I'm sure you'll keep people smiling. No pressure. No. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. Don't mess it up. Yeah. Tell good jokes. Oh, God. Got to get my dad jokes on point. Yeah. Got to read the crowd. <laughs> you got to, you got to, maybe I'll assess the the people that sign up and are coming with me and I'll, I'll stalk them and try and find their sense of humor. <laughs> see what's appropriate <laughs> so I don't you know put my foot in my mouth too much see how the jokes land yeah maybe send them some dms prior to the trip and just like <laughs> with a joke and they'll be like why is this girl messaging me I was like yeah I don't I can't even think of a joke right now I was gonna try and say a joke but I just uh, nothing I got nothing 
clearly I need to work on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brett Tippy. Uh, that's hilarious. Um that's that's gonna be fun that's a lot of different things and I really like how you've kind of you're kind of like multi-bucketed we talk about buckets a lot like Mm. uh you know you're you've got like work where you're writing and you're moving your body and then you're you've got your creative work where you're flexing your brain and and then you know you're taking people on trips so like it's and and announcing so I think you that's smart like that's incredibly well-rounded thanks yeah is it smart or is it just my ADHD that's the that's (laughs) that's the question I ask myself I'm like is this really an efficient use of time is this is either brilliant or I'm just gonna burn out (laughs) but for me yeah for me to to stay motivated and stay passionate and super excited about things um I need to constantly be doing different things so I can, you know, go and announce for 10 days and be a bit burnt out from that and then just be like, oh, but now I'm going to go do a photo journal and be really excited about that and then come home and sit and, you know, design a illustration for a magazine and then get kind of bored of that and then go back to writing and like <laughs> go guiding, go coach a women's camp or something in Austria. And then, oh, yeah, I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing that as well this year, which is cool. Um, but yeah, cool. just bouncing around a little bit. And um, I think that reflects, I think it, 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 so far it seems to be working for me. Yeah. And it's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of movement. Yeah. On a daily basis, I wouldn't say it's the most, uh, the most productive a person can be because I'll do all of those things within one day, um, <laughs> but kind of like not finish any of them. So that's something mm-hmm. I'm definitely working on. But when I'm away, it seems to be work, it seems to work a lot better. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you do like personal artwork or do you feel that enough of your personality is infused into like what you're doing for Diamondback? Um, as far as personal artwork, do you mean just drawing for myself or do you mean commissions? Yeah. Yeah. Like drawing, drawing for yourself or do you feel like that's close enough to what you want? Like you're drawing what you want to be drawing anyway? Um, no, I definitely wish I had more time. Uh, I have all these paintings in my head that I haven't done. Um, I've got like, I'm just staring at four large pieces of wood right now, actually five, uh, that I've been really excited to paint something on for, I don't know, some of them are a year old now. (laughs) So I I definitely (laughs) wish I had more time to do that. And like my biggest goal forever is to paint a bunch of paintings, take proper scanned photographs, or somehow get them digitized and then get my website up and running and sell prints of various sizes because people always are constantly asking me for commissions or prints and things like that. And I just don't have any artwork (laughs) to sell. And yeah, I get a lot of self, you know, a lot of satisfaction out of painting and making prints and being able to sell them and give that to people at like a cheaper cost than just doing an original painting um that makes me that's like yeah that makes me so happy I I just need to find the time it's almost it's like it's kind of like the like self-love sort of thing like finding time for yourself to like I don't know take care of yourself it's that's how I feel with like painting for myself I'm not very good at taking care of you know listening to my body and taking care of myself necessarily all the time 
Like I'll just push myself to the edge. And I feel like with, I feel like just sitting and painting for a day is like, you don't deserve that. You can't, you don't have time for that. There's so many other things you should be doing than just painting because you feel like painting. So yeah, definitely something I need to work on. Yeah, but that'll be that'll be cool when you do have an online store with prints. That'll yeah. Be fantastic. Yeah. My 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 website if you go to michaelagato.com, you'll see a landing page. At least I think you will if I did it right. Let me see here. Ah, coming soon. Mountain biker <laughs> artist and creative. It's great. Landing page has been there for I don't know. I think since July. That's cool. It's better than not having a landing page. <laughs> at least I, uh, at least I keep people, you know, on the edge. Yeah. And then it says keep me in the loop, and you can click a link, and you get uh, put on a mailing list. Um, my idea was to let people know when I actually got it up and running. So. <laughs> Great. I'm signing up for it well, right now. Yeah, sign <laughs> up. Probably will never receive an email. It's it's probably the best subscription you can have because nobody likes Boom. random emails from people. And, you know, you feel like you're going to be part of something and chances are I'm never going to write to you. So it's great. <laughs> it's a win-win. Really good. <laughs> I'm never going to get around to making prints, so you're never going to see my name in your inbox. It's perfect. Mm. Yeah. And when you do, it's probably going to be an apology. Like, sorry, I haven't done this yet. Sorry, just stay tuned. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Cool. Well, well, like, is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners about, um, you know, around the topic of initiative? Most of our listeners are like brand managers or journalists or other creatives so people way cooler than me you mean they're they're pretty cool crew yeah yeah um I don't know I guess I just I believe when we take initiative in our own lives we create power and freedom respect self-confidence pride um I think it's like really there's only beneficial results that you're going to get from taking initiative whether that's tiny things in your own life like taking initiative on working on your weaknesses and becoming a better person or taking initiative as in like, you know, cold calling everybody, <laughs> you know, to try and get a job like what I did. Um, no matter what you do, if you're taking initiative, you're, you are growing and the chances are you will see success. And with that success comes confidence. And it kind of has this snowball effect on your life where you become more confident you become proud of what you're doing. You become motivated because you're seeing success and then you gain respect from other people. And, and then, you know, I just, my goal always with taking initiative and stuff is like, I have this vision in my mind of that person, that like woman that wa or man that walks into the room and is just an absolute magnet and it seems to be glowing and seems to be completely like ambitious and confident and um, in control of their life. And that's like, that's the kind of person I look up to. And that's someone that I try and be. And you can't really be those things without taking initiative. I don't think. Man, you got to do a Ted talk. <laughs> um, well, because I was thinking about it, it's like, yeah. think about being told what to do 
and how to do it. So you have a boss and all they do is tell you exactly what to do and how to do it. And your life is completely run by somebody else, essentially. And like, think about how that would make you feel and what kind of mindset you would be in. And like, I know me personally, I'm kind of even just sitting here talking about it. I'm sort of like stooping in my chair a little bit more. I'm feeling a little bit like, (laughs) not so great. And then think about being your own boss, creating your own success, you know, saying like, what do I want? What do, what, what really motivates me? How can I be, even if you do have a boss, it's like, how can I best serve this company? Or like, how can I best manage this, what I have in front of me? And it's like, all of a sudden you feel way more in control and, and way more, you know, I don't know, I think motivated because it's like you're creating your destiny. Whether Whereas if you don't take initiative, you're being fed your destiny, I think. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Thanks. I, I sit That's around good. thinking about these things sometimes. cool well uh i know you're a busy human being so i'll let you get back to your real life i'm not really that busy i'm mostly to get back to my toast (laughs) which is now cold no (laughs) um but thank you so much for being on here yeah and uh yeah thanks so much and that's awesome that was a really like good rich interview um so i think people are gonna be stoked on it Sweet. Yeah. I, I tend to ramble, but I I hope it made sense. I yeah, tried really hard good. this time to just talk slower and think about what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, have a good day and uh, thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you again. That was super fun. I'm so stoked that Michaela was on the podcast and you sh- should follow her because she's awesome. And I know that you guys are awesome so you might as well let awesome grow um but you can follow her on instagram it's at michaela gato m-i-c-a-y-l-a-g-a-t-t-o and her website is michaelagato.com you can sign up for that newsletter too <laughs> and also we'll, we'll put some links in the show notes to uh, for the girls if you haven't seen it because you definitely should and their intersection which both of those are just unbelievable i can't wait to see what michaela does next Thanks so much for listening to us on your Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. It's Lisa's favorite holiday. I love Valentine's Day. I know it's like a cheesy Hallmark holiday, but I just believe in celebrating love, and I like to tell everyone I see nice things. So happy Valentine's Day, and spread the love by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Oh! Give us some love, some stars, tell us what you think about the show, and don't forget to subscribe because season four is here and we'll have new episodes every Thursday. Take some initiative wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Some people want to hear me eat toast, then here here, here it is. (laughs) That was a good one.